Adrian. Hi, Rivi. Hi, good afternoon. It's so wonderful to talk to you. Likewise. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. This is, of course, the poem, the Parsha, and the podcast. Our weekly podcast coming to you from the Seattle Hebrew Academy. I am Rivi, and each week I invite Adrian Querifis, our kindergarten Judaic teacher, and I would like to call, as always, Adrian, our in-house poet. So Adrian, <laughs> thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. And so friends, this week, Parshat Vayishlach is quite the intense Torah portion. We've got a lot of very intense encounters and one that is so mystifying, the one, of course, between Jacob, Yaakov, and the mysterious person that he meets in the middle of the night, and he wrestles with this ish, with this person. And at the end of the wrestling, the uh, person, the entity, the angel uh, wounds him, and then Jacob begs to be let go. And then he says, I'm not, you know, please, you must bless me. And then the mysterious person says, Ma Shemecha, what is your name? Jacob, of course, replies, Yaakov, the name that was given to him by his parents because he was holding on to the heel of his brother. And then he says, nope, your name isn't going to be Yaakov anymore. It is going to be Yisrael, Israel. Of course, the name of the Jewish people, B'nai Yisrael, the people Israel. Kisarita im Elokim v'im Anashim v'tuchal. You have wrestled, struggled with others, even God, angels, people, and you have triumphed and you have prevailed. So we're going to talk about names today. And Adrian, thank you for selecting this very compelling poem. Tell us a little bit about it and then read it when you're ready. Um, so this is this poem is called The Name Drawn from the Names by Juan Ramon Jimenez, um, translated by Robert Bly. And I am not sure if you're familiar with Bly, but Bly is a poet of in his own right. And he also is um, he's very interested in translating poems and in living with poems in translation. Um, he has a whole collection called The Winged Energy of Delight. Uh, that's all just poems in translation from all over the world. Um, and I feel like that's that title and the sort of energy he brings to poetry has us that sort of what I consider to be like a Hasidish feel, like that feeling of like there's holiness in these very common things. And I love I love what he brings as a translator, but I also think Jimenez as a as a poet is also wrestling with the angel. Um, would you like me to read it now? Please. This is the name drawn from the names by Jimenez. If I have created a world for you, in your place, God, you have come to it confident, and you have come to it, to my refuge, because my whole world was nothing but my hope. I've been saving up my hope in language, in a spoken name, a written name. I have given a name to everything, and you have taken the place of all these names. Now I can hold back my movement inside the coal of my continual living and being as the flame rains itself back inside the red coal, surrounded by air that is all blue fire. Now I am my own sea that has been suddenly stopped somewhere, the sea I used to speak of, but not heavy, stiffened into waves of an awareness filled with light 
and all of them moving upward, upward. All the names that I gave to the universe that I created again for you are now all turning into one name, into one God. The God who, in the end, is always the God created and recreated and recreated through grace and never through force. The God, the name drawn from the names. Wow. That poem really has a deep effect on my insides. It's it, Yes. It, tell me a little bit, what do you notice in the poem? Um, so I think that there is an interesting relationship here between this, this speaker and this God. If I've created a world for you in your place, God, you had to come to it confident. So, you know, we we sort of live with that idea, right? That it was God who is the creator here. But in here we have, in this poem, we have sort of taken the creation and given it to the speaker who is not God. Um, and I think there is, that is a nod to, to how we are sort of responsible in a way for what we have and for what we create, whether that is, you know, I've been saving up my hope in language in a spoken name. Um, I think we, we are sort of responsible for that. Now I can hold back my movement inside the coal of my continual living and being. We are responsible for that, right? We have to take ownership. Um, and I think we see that in this Parsha, right? We see, I feel like in a way, Yaakov, who becomes Yisrael, is really thinking about ownership. Um, let me go to my notes. Give me one. Yeah. No, Adrian, I was going to exactly say that. I think what's really spectacular is the name change here is now going to be a name that has God's name in yes. it. Right? Yisrael. It is a name drawn from the names. And I think that this is such a huge idea that we are being asked as if by the angel bestowing the name mm -hmm. to bear the name of God as we walk in the world. And we get that name because we have wrestled. And, you know, people talk a lot about this mysterious stranger. And, you know, it is understood in the Midrash as Sarosh el Esav, the prince, the representative mm -hmm. of Esav. Mm -hmm. Jacob is wrestling with the deeds of the past, what he has done with his brother Esav, and he is coming to a place where he's ready to turn to him in his encounter where they again make up to a certain degree, and he says, take the blessing, take the gift. All the names that I gave to the universe that I created again for you are all are now all turning into one name, into one God. We have, I feel like that in that moment in the wrestling with the angel, we have um, connected things. We have unified things into a single moment, into a single experience, into... And I think that there is a piece in that, right? There is a piece in, in sort of having it out with the, the small things and moving on. Um, as, as Jimenez says, I lost my notes, my mistake. Well, you keep looking. I'm going to talk about the penultimate verse. Please do. 
All the names that is. I gave okay. to the universe I created again for you are now all turning into one name, into one God. So first of all, the notion of one God mm-hmm. is central, of course, to Judaism mm-hmm. and to our Torah. And the name, the God, our God has that one name. And now this name, we are the bearers of that mm-hmm. name because we have wrestled. It's not easy to know what to do in the world. We make mistakes. And the one who bears God's name is the one who has come to the understanding of, I have to change. I have to get better. I have to make up for what I did to my brother. So now you've wrestled with humans. You've wrestled with the angel. You've wrestled with God. Now you can bear the name. Yes. The God who in the end is always the God created and recreated and recreated that, that continual cycle. Right. I feel like, like Israel has, has come to a point in that cycle of, of oneness, of wholeness. And how about this idea of never through force? Yes. Always through grace. And, you know, we, of course, have in the Tanakh, mm-hmm. you know, not by might, not by force, but through spirit. And but it's very ironic here because Jacob was wrestling with this angel mm-hmm. and he was wounded. Yes. Yes. He he was injured. Um, and I think I think that is that the that force. Right. It's you cannot recreate through force. It is only through grace. Um and yeah, go ahead. And no, and there's this, and it's the idea of being blessed. And I'm, I just want to probe this question of why do I need to know a name in order to bless? And, you know, the angel says, what's your name? He says, Yaakov. He says, no more. It's no more Yaakov. And, and then he, otosham, and then he blesses him. And so how do we understand the dynamic of the name and the blessing? Oh, that's a tough one. That it, I feel like, are we, can we be blessed without a name? Is And now this, you know, goes maybe to the broader subject of my name, your name, mm-hmm. um, the names we call each other, the significance of names, and how our name does reflect in essence. And perhaps when we go to bless someone, we are recognizing the deep value of their essence. Mm-hmm. I think we are recognizing the divine that dwells in them. Well, put so much better than I. Thank you. Um, it, it, exactly. And that essence, of course, of course, is, you know, mm-hmm. a piece of God from on high. And so, you know, the name is indicative of the essence and the essence is the soul and the soul is God. And a very interesting dynamic here. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, yes. And um, I, the, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm thinking many things at one time and I'm struggling to distill them all into one idea. Um, Which is fine. The, and this last line, right? This sort of heavy close that comes to this poem the God, the name drawn from the names. Um, and I think, I think when names are chosen or when names are bestowed, we are thinking 
in terms of that person's relationship to God. And I think when we draw a name for someone or something, we are recognizing that relationship to the divine. Um, and I, I, yeah, this, this hard close to this poem, I'm really sort of stuck on it as we think about Yaakov becoming Yisrael and him, the very, very end of the Parsha. Sorry, I... You know, the very end of the Parsha is a Yes, that's names. what I was getting to. There's that end of, that's like this long, long um, list of generations, right? Yes, of Aesop. Yeah, which, I mean, what what's your take on that? Why would we hear, in, rather than, you know, we've had this whole narrative of Yisrael, why then do we hear about the, the generations of Esav instead? Well, here's my take Tell on me. it. First, I love Torah. I love God. I'm just saying that. And I love that the names of Esav are recorded. Yes. I think it's a huge message yes. to us that though we have been playing on Yaakov and Esav, our brothers that are in conflict, and though we know that our Chazal will identify Esav with, you know, the enemy, with Amalek, with Rome, with Edom, we still record their names. And they are still part of the offshoot of Yitzchak and of Abraham, of Hamon Goyim. And I feel like it's pushing us to say, hey, folks, you may be in conflict, but these people have names. And we're going to give a chapter to all of their names. Yes. And I think also we, we need to recognize, we are pushed to recognize that their names, as you said, not only are they just named, but their names have value. And their value is all of these descendants that come, right? Like this, without them, without Esav and the family histories there, then I feel like in a sense, we wouldn't be a whole people as we're talking about sort of chosenness, right? I think we need to think of them as part of the 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 divine name absolutely I think we need to and, i think we need to draw that 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 those names also come from the name that you know the, the yes. god almighty yes absolutely. thank you absolutely all right adrian we have gotten ourselves up to almost oh my goodness minutes, so i want to thank you look at us thank you so much for this phenomenal beautifully beautifully selected poem. I so appreciate it. Friends, you know, take a look at the poem, take a look at the Parsha, and thank you for joining us for this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Okay, Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom.